You're listening to Cinema Jaw, the greatest movies podcast ever, recorded on location from Cinema Jaw Studios in Chicago. My name is Matt Kay, and with me is... Rye the Movie Guy, and sitting to my left, none other than KP. Hello. This week on Cinema Jaw, Matt, we get a little creepy, a little crawly. You're always creepy. Yeah, that's true. But we get a little crawly this week as well, as we cover our top five favorite creepy, crawly, and exotic animals. Is that what you called this episode? Yeah, this is a tough one to to title. I, I said creepy crawlies, but we're also covering dangerous animals. Creepy crawlies and dangerous animals. Not your run-of-the-mill uh, cats and dogs. Right, or horses. Right. The common common animals that we see of in movies all the time. Of course you go to horses, Ryan. I'm a of horse Of course guy. you go to horses. I love horse movies. There's no doubt about it. And we teased this episode last week because it's very different for us. We actually have a guest who's going to be coming in that brought some creepy crawling and dangerous animals yeah yeah ali from the reptile den will be joining us i i can't wait this is like uh like a the kind of guest i've wanted to have for a long long time i'm nervous and i'm so happy jawheads were situated in a way where i believe i hear there's snakes in the room i don't know what else is there but the good news is it's all over on the left side of the room next to Matt. behind me yes and and uh a little behind the scenes here Ollie's girlfriend Mitzi is here and she she like grabbed her drink out of a paper bag and I like freaked out <laughs> true story that that really happened I'm glad no one noticed we are going to do some filming KP will be filming a lot of this as well for our YouTube channel so you will be able to see it not just listen to it as well Jawheads yeah this should be a nice treat. We'll, we'll maybe even do a bonus segment for Patreon or something. Absolutely. Okay. And in honor of this, we're doing our top five favorite creepy, crawly, dangerous animals that are, are not necessarily relying too much on CGI, but movies that did concentrate on using actual insects right. and dangerous animals. It and may such. be a mix, but there, there was a, an animal wrangler employed, at least on all of my picks. All of my picks as well. Mine cool. are actually not so much about the movie as particular scenes that had these live animals in them. So we'll get to these. I got a little bit of both. Besides that, we have a couple of good reviews in honor of this uh, subject. You wanted me to finally watch Eight-Legged Freaks. Right a film that came out in the early 2000s starring David Arquette. We have a review of that, plus a new Netflix review entitled The Kitchen, which is co-directed by Daniel Kaluuya. Right. Who appeared here on Cinema Jaw. He was on Cinema Jaw. He was on Cinema Jaw. And he's an Oscar winner, so look at that. Weird. Very strange. It is also still Sam Rockwell month. Uh, we're going to do a fact on Sam Rockwell, but I wanted to announce the trivia will also be about bugs and creepy crawlers movie trivia okay sound good yeah maybe i'll have a shot at it for a change kp sam rockwell fact yes we've learned a lot about sam this month uh he's very calisthenically inclined right as we talked about with our first fact regarding him dancing uh what i didn't realize he was kind of maybe foolish i don't know or just like sticking to his gun but he was supposed to be in gi jane with demi moore but he was fired from that job, which I did not realize that you could get fired from being in a movie. Oh, uh, sure. yeah, sure. Um, Rockwell admits to being fired from G.I. Jane by saying, I gave them no alternative option because I did not want to learn how to scuba dive, which is like, who does not want that? What? And I'll raise after, my hand. I, I don't really. There are so many like middle class families going on Norwegian cruises to the Bahamas. Yeah. 
who pay money for this, Sam, and I you know. were being paid. Uh, he went on to say that, to be fair, he wouldn't have minded learning in the Bahamas or somewhere warm, but he didn't want to learn at three o'clock in the morning, uh, which is what they needed him to do. Mm. Still, it's like, what? I would love someone to pay me to go. I have so much student loans to just be like, I don't want to learn this. Yeah, no doubt. It, it would be good to get paid to do something fun. Why I think that's an interesting fact is, you know, we're doing uh, movies with, you know, have snakes and bugs in them. And yeah. if I was an actor, this is the stuff that would freak me out. And I know I have one on my list uh, about an actress that had issues with this as well. And I could see myself actually quitting a production if it was like, okay, you got to do this in a room with like these 10 snakes. I'd be like, yeah, I'm finding another movie. You know yeah, I mean? There, I mean, everyone's got a line, right? I agree. I, I, I guess Sam's is uh, is scuba diving. I feel like my line would be just showing up for work, right? Like That's your I, line? I, I would want to be surrounded by, if I'm doing something this fun, I would want it to be like an experience. I wouldn't want it to just be like, okay, well, we show up and do our job and go home. True. So earlier this week, Matt, it was like two days ago, I was walking home. It was It was dark out already. And this does happen in the city of Chicago. You'll get a rat that runs across the street or the sidewalk. And a rat... Or your shoes. Or your shoes. A rat, as I was walking down, came out of uh, you know one of the uh, stairwells, like underneath the stairwell of a, a neighboring house, as I was walking out, and basically got on the sidewalk right in front of me, about 50 feet in front of me, and started walking towards me. Now, a lot of times, you just make a noise, you know, scare them Clap away, shoo them. That it, it would not move away, and I yelled, and now it, it was like we were playing a game of chicken, getting closer and closer, and finally I had to like scream, ah! and then it finally ran away, and I thought... You can't even intimidate a rat? I thought, this is that damn Ali, he's already messing with my head, <laughs> I know we're going to have this guy on the show, he's, he's messing with my head already. The Pied Piper of Chicago? So that is the story we lead in with our guest, Ali from the Reptile Den, making his Cinema Jaw debut. Ali, welcome to the Jaw. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. So, how did you? Well, first of all, let's let's call. What what do you do with this animal wrangling? So, I'm a professional animal handler. Uh, so, what the reptile den does, we specialize in uh, educational presentations, live demonstrations with these animals. I do a lot of birthday parties, park districts, schools, libraries, that sort of thing. We also do productions. I'd like to get into that more. But yeah, we kind of provide reptiles and bugs for your private events. You were saying before we started recording that you did like over 100 shows last year, and this year you're probably going to double, huh? Yeah, I think so. We've been real busy. So this year I think we're going to double that number. We already have, I mean, over 20 shows booked right now, wow. just kind of leading into the next couple of months. And it's been a lot of fun, that's for sure. So, so, so how many animals and, and insects do you, do you have in the den? Like, just give oh us an boy. idea of a number here. More than 50, less than 100, I would say. If you were to count everything that's that's alive, and, that's and there. Just give us a, a potpourri <laughs> of what we got. We got snakes, we got cockroaches, yeah, we have, that we kind of stuff. Yeah, we have snakes, pythons, um, endangered snakes even. I have some state permits for snakes that are endangered here in Illinois. Uh, cockroaches, big tarantulas of various sizes and colors. We're actually pending an inspection from IDNR for crocodiles, so I have my enclosure build out, and in the next month or two, we'll have careful. crocodiles added. So, <laughs> do you ever get nervous? I mean, obviously, you know what you're doing, but but a crocodile is a far cry from a tarantula. It's a little nerve wracking, but I mean, you really have to. 
I mean, you can't be afraid, right? You know what I mean? You have to maintain professionalism and that, that, that sort of thing. So, um, and the animals, I mean, they, they we'll, we'll probably go into it a little more, but they can sense hesitation and that sort of thing kind of psychs them out. So you don't ever want to act really uncertain when you're handling, you know, a 50 pound snake um, that's all muscle. So you can't be nervous. So I don't, I don't afford myself that luxury. So how do you deal with kids or, or the audience at your shows if they are nervous? So that's honestly a pretty big problem that we run into. I go to some shows where nobody wants to touch any snake, but by the end of the show, everybody's holding a snake. So we really kind of try to explain the whole premise of, okay, why are we afraid of, you know, snakes and and that sort of thing? Um, I think man evolved to be scared of snakes when we used to be maybe like primal and they actually posed a, a really big threat. But the truth is, if you were to encounter, you know, an animal like like a snake in the wild, the last thing it wants to do is bite you. So it's really understanding like, you know, how a snake is and, and why they are the way that they are and getting animals in people's hands and just explaining safe practices to hold them. And really that's the big message is con- conservation when we do these shows. So by the end of it, I mean, everybody's holding a snake, really. So the snake seems to be the most popular, probably. But what is the uh, creature that you have that is actually uh, scares the people the most? Is it the tarantula? I would say the tarantula. So tarantulas have a cool thing going on for them where all tarantulas are venomous. So the ones that I deal with are mildly venomous, so you don't really have to worry too much. Which means what exactly? So if you were to get bit by it, it would maybe like cause like skin irritation or something like that. These tarantulas, too, they're also... Um, of the hairy variety. So they have a thing called urticating oh, hairs yeah. where they'll throw their hairs on you as a weapon. And it's not too bad, but you really don't want to get it like in between your fingers or something like that. It's, so it's kind of like, like a cactus needle? like a, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they'll throw it right off their back. They'll make a cloud of it. They'll booby trap their own get webs out. with it. Yeah, really. And when they molt, when they like shed their exoskeleton, they come out with a full head of hair again. So that's how they regenerate their their hair they have to molt to regenerate it? Yes. So this is like a one-use weapon in, in like video game terms. Yeah, exactly, okay. right? Until you level up and you regenerate all your health. So <laughs> when you're watching movies, and I know we're going to get to our top five, we'll discuss it more probably then, but when you're watching movies and you see insects being used, um, you probably know if it's a real insect, CGI, uh, instantly just by the way... Yeah, absolutely. So something that that stuck out from Eight-Legged Freaks, they took some cinematic liberties, I guess you would say. But some of the stuff they they said is, you know, some of it's legit. So I I, I figure we'll go into that. But but yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff always sticks out to me when I'm watching movies and stuff. Like, are they using like proper terms and and that kind of thing? So it's it's almost like a game when I'm watching that kind of stuff. How did you uh, get into this, man? I mean, were you educated? Did you self-educate? Is this like something you were super passionate about and decided, I'm going to start a business? Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I've always had animals growing up, um, bugs that I would catch and, and reptiles and stuff like that. My parents were really, oh, you can get all the animals you want when you have your own place and you're not living here anymore. <laughs> you took them up so on that. So I definitely did. And I and I, I think I went further than they'd ever expect. So um, I knew I wanted to work with animals for the rest of my life. And this is kind of the, the, the gateway that, that helped me do it. So I don't have any formal education. Um, I did put myself through you know, I was a volunteer at a wildlife re- rehabilitative center working with their reptiles. I did that for six months and then started the business side of it. And what's really cool, it's allowed me to get reptiles that 
I probably could never justify if I wasn't doing it for for work. So that's how I'm able to have you know a 50 pound snake or gonna have a miniature crocodile that sort of thing. So and it's really rewarding. You know I do a lot of shows with kids and and um, you know it's really cool to see how excited they get when they see animals. Because I mean growing up I would watch Steve Irwin, I'd watch uh, Letterman reruns with Jack Hanna, like old school stuff. Yeah. 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 And uh, I mean that was the stuff that piqued my interest. So I mean it's really full circle being able to provide that for for kids this this is what i was picturing actually there, there was a seinfeld episode where they get the old uh marv griffin set and they put it up in kramer's Merv uh, griffin apartment. but yeah go Merv on. griffin there yeah. it is sorry and uh that's what i'm thinking here we're, we're, we're gonna get to the animal part and, and some matt's gonna end up dying here uh, yeah hopefully not <laughs> but we we should start to get to the point where maybe we bring out a snake and we can talk a little bit about uh the animals that you have here um, or yeah. reptiles. I keep calling them animals. I don't know what well, the, they are. The, animals. I know, yeah, but the proper animals. term. I, you know, you you're an animal. Say, I know I am, but you can also say reptile. So, <laughs> so what do we got here at, at the top? The, a lid is coming out here. Yeah. So oh, here, I reckon here. You know, what, we'll start with. Yes. Yeah, you know, we'll take out both of those. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. All right. Just, just brace yourselves. You're, you're, all right. You're fine, Ryan. It's, it's, it's just <laughs> no. A snake. Check this out. This is really cool. We're gonna pull out the other one too. Wow. So wait, that's a real snake. It's a real it's, snake. So jawheads, it's curled up into. It almost looks like it would just be something you would put down on on a coffee table. But now that you're unfurling it, oh my god, that's so, that is a. So here, check this out. Ball so they, python, right? Yes. Yeah. Holy cow! And they call them ball pythons, as you can see, because to get comfortable, they ball up. So, but check this out. I want to show you guys. So they really have their own personalities. So I have two ball pythons here. And check this out. This one right here that's white and brown. They call that a piebald ball python. <laughs> that and is a beautiful, beautiful snake. So she'll it, it she'll really keep is. these colors her whole life. So it's oh, not it like changes she's in, colors all the time? She'll, she'll keep these colors. So it's not like she's in the midst of shedding. So she'll always have this white pigmentation. Ah. It's called piebald. And uh, it's it's rare in the wild. But I was you see ask. deer, rabbits could be piebald. Oh, I've heard the term, but I, I never applied to a snake. So, so this right here is a piebald ball python. She's about a year old. And then this other one that I got right here, this is what you would call a wild type, a normal ball python. So these guys are native to West Africa. If you were to go to West Africa, find a wild ball python, these are the colors that you could find. This kind of blends in with the leaf clutter that they have going on over there, lets them hide. You know, if you had a snake like this, you know, it'd get eaten immediately, right? Because it's just going to stick out completely. So that's why it's I, so rare. You, you can tell how strong these animals are just by oh, looking absolutely. at the way it's wrapped around your your hand. I'd I mean, be, I'd be they are pain. constrictors, so they're all muscle. That's really how they hunt, and uh, they're super interested right now. You can see how they're flicking their tongues. What do you feed so. these? creatures so they eat whole prey ball pythons the they get to maybe four to five feet so they oh, eat rats stuff like that they can almost eat me there you go so yeah <laughs> super super cool a lot of people think snakes are slimy but they're very smooth i don't know if you guys want to touch i do I, I'll, I'll touch, but yeah, on that side. So yeah, with with ball python, all I mean, this is a pretty general wow, rule with all that snakes. That is pretty nice. They're very head shy, so when I do shows with kids and stuff, I'm I'm always like, don't touch them on the head. That's because you know birds and stuff that are trying to hunt them will go for the head, right? Right. And uh, they don't have any limbs or anything, so sometimes they'll be on like a kid's shoulders and they'll be like, oh, it's choking me. 
but you know that's really just they're, they're just holding on right you yeah. know what i mean they don't have any limbs so they're really going to anchor themselves but these guys are super cool and uh, there's actually more ball pythons here in america than there is in the wild in west africa they're the most common pet snake that we have here in the u.s interesting so just how like this one's a piebald there's over five thousand different morphs they call them morphs that these snakes could come in different color schemes and patterning and uh i mean it, it gets crazy you'll have some morphs that are I don't know if there's any anymore, but there used to be six-figure, you know, six-figure dollar snakes, ball pythons. So super, super cool. But yeah, so I wanted to bring a cool contrast of like what you'd see in the wild, right? And kind of like you know what you'd see here in the pet trade. Do do they like each other or are they solo creatures? So so these are animals that live in complete solitude their whole lives. They only really meet to mate. So. So when when you keep them, they're in separate. Yeah, definitely. Separate yeah, they're all in separate enclosures. But yeah. yeah, these guys live in burrows. So I mean, they'll spend, I mean, almost all day underground, just in a little burrow, and uh, they'll come out to bask because they are cold blooded. So they'll come out and they'll absorb the sun. That's why they have this kind of patterning, right? Because they're very vulnerable when they're out basking. So because anything, I mean, they're just out in the open. They they sprawl out to absorb all the sun. So. It yeah. really helps if they're camouflaged. I, I was talking to you a little before the, we started. My brother lives in Arizona where there are lots more reptiles. Uh, and unfortunately, they go and stretch out on the road because it's warm. Yeah, they, that you're exactly right. And they'll warm up on the asphalt because it absorbs a lot of sun. It's not too safe for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we actually have a road here in Illinois called Snake Road um, by Carbondale. It's the only road in the entire country that closes that closes down uh, from vehicle traffic for snake migration. So they shut it down twice a year because snakes use it to, to migrate. They cross the road. Because you're right, they do get hit by cars and that kind of thing. So yeah, super unique. There's a lot of reptile history here in Chicago and in Illinois, so especially with the Field Museum, stuff like that. And did you say how old these snakes are? So they're, they're you call them like yearlings. So they're about a year old, maybe a little older. Do they so, have names? This one's Marilyn. That's one, the pie this one. This one's unnamed. So when you have so many animals like me, I mean, it's really hard to give them all names. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Sure. So, yeah, so we really just call them like, okay, normal ball python, piebald ball python. <laughs> well, so, if that one's Marilyn, you should call this one Monroe. There you go. So a lot of times when I do shows with kids, I'll be like, what do you think his name is? And they'll be like, oh, it's like Bob. And I'll be like, you are exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Bob's always How a snake. How did you guess that? I know one Bob, and he's or a fluffy. Snake. Yeah, fluffy's a good like, one. Yeah, how did you know? But no, it's a lot of fun, and I mean, these are some of the tamest snakes in the world. So the truth is, a snake is never going to seek you out to bite so, you. So overall, not harmful to humans no. almost at all. No, Interesting. a cat would bite you worse. Mm -hmm. So well, I have been bitten by cats. I can yeah, attest to that. Absolutely. All right, that was our, our first run through. I, I, that went pretty well. I actually touched a snake, Matt. There I did go. better than I thought I was going to. They are very, very beautiful. KP, pretty cool, right? Loved it. What do we have next? This is exciting. <laughs> Should we just keep going through the animals? Yeah, let's let's well, do it. Sure. Let's, do, let's at least not? do one more. Uh, okay, we'll we'll do one more, and then I think I'll save the last one for when we get into the movie. How does okay. that sound? That sounds good. So, look for this next one. I'm gonna have to get up, folks. Okay. So yeah, we'll give my wonderful to... assistant a moment to bag the snake. But yeah, so we'll probably need a little bit of room. Okay. At least initially, we're in a little kind of tight spot. This is really cool. All right, Jawheads, we are watching Ali and his assistant Holy pull crap. out the biggest damn snake I've ever seen Holy in my life. Jesus. I've never oh. seen a, I've never seen a snake in in 
this big no, in, in huge. We have too much stuff on the table to set them here, but in person, this, this thing is. This how, is how, how many feet is this? He is over ten foot long. T ten, ten foot. Ten yes. foot long jawheads. We're going to get Ali back on the mic here. <laughs> yeah, let's do Wait, it. I got to take a photo here. Oh my god! All right, cool. so this is a first on Cinema Jaw. I mean, we've never had live animals. And holy crap, man, that is a beautiful, beautiful creature. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's impressive, to yes. say the least. So this is Starburst. He's a 16-year-old Burmese python. He's albino. He's over 50 pounds. I said he's 10 foot long. And I always say he gets heavier every appearance I do, so that's for sure. And um, he's a super cool animal. These Burmese pythons here, they're the third largest snake in the world. He's actually like weighing me down. So this is also one of the three snakes that are known to eat people. Wow. So, <laughs> but Starburst here, he's a gentle giant. He's actually a classroom pet that outgrew the classroom. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But what do you feed this snake? So... So just to put it in perspective, these guys in the wild, they'll eat alligator, deer, boar, the occasional person. Here in captivity, I mean, he'll eat, you know, full-sized rabbits. They actually have rats that are like the size of footballs, honestly. Giant rats. Yeah, I, that's the one that ran over Ryan's shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, and those are honestly easy meals for him. I give him easy meals because he is a senior snake. Um, the truth is these animals could eat 150% of their body weight. So super cool. I mean, they'll eat things that are absolutely gigantic. But Starburst here, he's a sweetheart. So he's well, one of well, our big animals. Do they only animals. eat live prey? or No, none of my animals eat live prey. Okay. So I have so many animals that I got to buy their food in bulk. So I literally get bags of frozen, just frozen rats, like 100 rats in a bag. And we just freeze them, thaw them out. They're uh, just like heat them up so they're warm and they think it's real. Uh-huh. So... Wow. But super cool. Yeah, so that guy is pure muscle. Wow. You're not kidding. Impressive. Yeah, he's a cool snake. So I don't know if you guys want to feel him. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a really good perspective on, because you guys said they're all muscle with the ball pythons. This is a giant python, so I mean, they're really all muscle. That's, oh my God. Very <laughs> smooth. Oh my God. That's crazy. Not slimy at all. No. It, it, it almost is, it's, it's like, it's pleasant to, to, the, to the touch. Yeah, absolutely. Good over there. Here. But it even... doesn't look, it does not look light. No, he's not light. So, <laughs> so really, really interesting, right? Wow. What's, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till you get back yeah, on okay. the mic here. I'll give you a minute. Sure. I'm going to miss Starburst. <laughs> Starburst like the candy. <laughs> Where does Starburst keep his lungs? Like, how does that work? How did, I, mean, I honestly it's, never it's, asked this it's question. It's pretty before. trippy. I mean, they have a spine that runs along their whole body. And, yeah, they, they, they fit their lungs and all their little organs just just real tight with their, with their, I mean, their skeleton. Super cool. There's a lot of things people don't know about snakes. Like, I mean, they, they poop and their, their pee comes out solid sometimes. It's called urates. A lot of people don't know that when I talk about them. But that's a pretty fun party fact that, that I like to bring out. <laughs> a party fact. <laughs> I'm going to whip that one out sometime. <laughs> yeah, Did you, you know snakes pee solid? Yeah, they, they definitely do. It's called urates. Wow. It makes it really easy to clean. Nice. Yes, there, there's an added benefit. And I, I always say that the most dangerous end of Starburst is the tail end, because when he goes, I mean, he poops bigger than my dad's Doberman. Seriously. <laughs> oh well, I mean, if you're eating a full-size deer or rabbit <laughs> or 100 frozen <laughs> That's rats. That's right. 
Wow. I mean, it, it's nuts. And these animals could go over a year without eating. I mean, they're ambush predators, so they're going to lay in place. And if nothing goes over where they're staying, I mean, they're not going to eat. They could slow their metabolism and go over a year without eating. So he'll have three meals before he poops. Then he just unleashes absolute chaos and in the enclosure. And what's the lifespan of a snake like that? So Starburst, he's 16. He's a very senior snake. These Burmese pythons, they live like 15 to 25 years. Wow. So it's awesome. So for Insane. jawheads listening to this that maybe want to have a party, they want to rent you out, all that good stuff, where should we send them to online to... Or if uh, they're absolutely. making a movie. Or and they're they need, making a movie right, or yeah. a production or a haunted house. Right. Yes. Yeah, we'd love to get into more productions and stuff. So I literally brought a very small fragment of what we have. I mean, we have an array of cockroaches, scorpions, more tarantulas, more snakes. We're going to have the crocodile. That'll be really cool. Giant lizards we have at home. So... But yeah, like I said, our main website is thereptileden.net. So thereptileden.net. We have Instagram. We're under the same name, The Reptile Den. We're on Facebook. There's a lot of ways to find us. So It's a nice name, too. I think it's great. It the is. Reptile it works. Den. I'll throw the links in the show notes for everybody, too. They can just cool. go click it and get in touch with Ollie. Yeah. We have another surprise creature coming out uh, once we get into this review here, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So, I might be nervous about so that. So we're not done quite yet. And the review, Jawheads, Eight-Legged Freaks. When Matt Kay heard I had never seen the David Arquette film Eight-Legged Freaks, he totally <clears throat> freaked out. The film came out in 2002, and besides David Arquette, it also has a young Scarlett Johansson. We gave it a spin to see if it made our skin crawl or if it made our eyes roll. The plot of Eight-Legged Freaks is easy enough. We open on a highway outside of a quiet mining town in Arizona. A truck driver carrying a load of chemicals swerves to avoid a rabbit, causing a barrel of toxic waste to land in a pond. Crickets that feed from the pond are collected by an exotic spider farmer named Ali, I mean, <coughs> named <laughs> Joshua Taft. He feeds them to his spiders and voila, we have giant spiders on our hands. This is a clear homage to the B-movies of the 1950s and is having fun making fun of itself the entire time. David Arquette plays the guy who owns the mine in town and helps the town sheriff get word out that the town is being attacked by giant spiders. He is basically playing Dewey from Scream. It really does appear that David Arquette only has one gear and he stays in it the whole entire time. Scarlett Johansson plays the teenage daughter of the sheriff and it's kind of crazy that this was released just one year before Lost in Translation. I was really looking for something like Slither, Matt, which I think mm. is amazing at balancing a goofy premise, having some humor with the uh, with actual moments of terror mixed in as well. And you get creeped out at Slither. Unfortunately, I did not find Eight-Legged Freaks to be on that level. I did jump a couple of times, but never felt scared or grossed out like I wanted to be. The humor was also a letdown for me. Sure, I chuckled a couple of times, but none of the characters were funny enough for my taste. 
the CGI spiders did not help its cause either. While this is not a complete piece of garbage, Matt, I wouldn't be recommending it to my friends. You've seen it before. How, how'd you do on a revisit? Well, there's a bit of a short list uh, on like modern giant spider movies. No right? shit. Yeah. yeah. Which is a shame. There should be more. Uh, should there be? There should be. Absolutely. The, the humor is really silly. Like at one point, there's it's like downright cartoon. Like uh, there's a cat being attacked behind some drywall. <laughs> And the spider is like flinging the cat, and it's just like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. You see, like the the cat's face come out in the that drywall. Was one of my favorite parts, I chuckled at. Yeah. I like that. Um, it's so you you got to know what you're getting yourself into. It's it's silly. It doesn't take itself seriously, but I I like it. I don't know why. It's the, it has that tail end of the '90s charm to it. So it 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 works for me, man. It, it's kind of and also I'm going to push back on the the CGI spiders being crappy. I, I thought, especially for, for 22 years ago, they looked pretty damn good. The scene that really threw me off was when they were uh, in the desert with the bikes and the spiders were jumping. I thought that looked ridiculous. <laughs> that looked and great. It, oh, I thought it was terrible. Wow. Ali, this was your first spin on Eight-Legged right. Freaks. Where do you fall on this? What did you think of it? Honestly, I, I could kind of align with what, what you said. It, it was definitely really silly. Um, it was cool to see. I might be a little biased because I like spiders, but something I notated, I thought the CGI was pretty bad, although, you know, there's some scenes where the spiders are only on screen for a few seconds. Honestly, it doesn't look that bad. It just looks like a ball of fur. But yeah, those long scenes where they're being chased and stuff like that, I mean, really started to show the age of the movie. But no, I, mean, I I thought I thought it was pretty enjoyable. The, the characters were pretty, uh, I mean, not really like dimensional, like pretty basic, but I mean, I just understand that they're just playing those tropes, right, of, like, the classic monster movie and kind of, like, the tropes of, like, oh, the sheriff solving the crime or, like, the town crazy person and, and things like that. So, I mean, overall, I, I thought it was a, a fun watch, but, yeah, I wasn't really scared or anything. There was a couple scenes that were kind of creepy when they're all cocooned in the mine and he's, like, yeah. pulling mm -hmm. them aside and there's, like, the decomposed corpse and stuff. That, that was kind of creepy, but, yeah, I mean, I took it kind of at his face value as like a comedy really what what i found creepy was the scene in the beginning when when they go in after after joshua the spider farmer yes. is attacked or or when he gets attacked and you see like a, a little scuttle yeah and, and then there's something crawling up his back <laughs> you know if you're afraid of spiders thinking there's one crawling up your back when you don't know it <laughs> which could really be happening to me right now right is terrifying and i i thought that was good toward the end of the movie or really even for most of the movie, let's say, the spiders are making noises. Yeah, so that, that I mean, spiders don't really make noises, so they don't chatter or anything. Although, I mean, there's not, no tarantulas, but there are some species that I mean, they'll, they'll rub their legs together and it makes like an audible, maybe kind of like clicking hum or, or something like that. Like a cricket but type thing. they also don't bleed green. But then again, these are mutant spiders, so right. I, I, I gave they it a pass. chemical in there, Yeah, right? I gave it a pass from that. But, <laughs> I mean, the movie used some terms in the beginning, like pedipulps, which is like the legs of a spider, like the tarantula. And uh, what's pretty funny... I forget the kid's name, but when he's trying to prove to everybody that there's giant spiders, he grabs like a a leg of a spider. And I always wonder. I wonder what happened to those like props that they used in the movie, like the giant spider leg right. prop and and things like that. Yeah, I like that part because they were trying to figure out how big the spider would have been right. just by looking at the size of this leg, which right. was ridiculously and huge. Did you notice that he was carrying around a Game Boy with the Game Boy camera cartridge inserted? And oh, that's nice. how he was recording his footage. <laughs> this is before YouTube, but right. he was like doing like a vlog, which was really cool. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. But uh, I, I could have went for, say that early part of the scene with that kid 
who goes to the exotic uh, animal farm or yeah, guy. facility or whatever. Yeah. When, when he goes there and we see these before they're completely mutant uh, bugs and it's ridiculous. In that, like a scene like that, they could have used more actual spiders and did something that would have creeped me out and got me, sure. got me, all I needed is in the beginning to be a little bit creeped out like you're talking about, like feeling like oh, spiders. I and I didn't at all. I was like, Usually I'm, I'm a little like, ooh, you know, don't, don't like seeing these things. And I, I didn't feel it at all. I was like, ah, these are all fake spiders. It's, it's, a goofy, it's not doing it. It's goofy. Doing it for me. The, the, the guy in the, the trailer, the, the, the conspiracy theorist yeah. radio guy, yeah. he was pretty funny. He'd be a podcaster now, but in yeah, this movie right? he was on, on the radio. <laughs> I like that character for sure. Doing the radio show out of his RV yeah. or trailer or whatever it right. was. And of course the RV gets turned over by, by a gi- giant spider that was great i mean i really and and when the townspeople fight back it, yes. this was like a fun comedy horror monster movie i mean i guess you really not horror monster movie right it's not I, too I scary just, i want more of this please more monster I, movies i agree but it i it could be better like when you told me to watch slither and i watched it have you seen the movie slither no so i haven't it, it's it's like this in the sense of uh a b movie glorified in a way um but it's S- slither is a masterpiece but it's fantastic because it's funny and it is actually funny and it creeps you out is that jj now i'm forgetting I'm no blanking. that's uh, um the guy who did suicide squad James, James Gunn. Gunn. James you. Gunn, yes. Yeah. So, obviously, James Gunn, master filmmaker. And this but was an was early he at the time? Not yeah. at the time, but obviously showed in this movie, for right. sure. But I want that level, where I'm laughing hysterically, I'm and you're creeped also out, out, and it just... Some was there, but just not enough for me for Eight-Legged Freaks. It's it's noteworthy. I'm glad you've seen it now, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, would you recommend this as a, a spider movie, being a spider expert? I mean educationally probably not but i mean it is it is a fun lighthearted movie honestly if you're into that kind of thing i think you should watch it i was surprised i never had heard of it before i was asking all of my friends actually and they're like you haven't seen that movie that's like right up your alley (laughs) so i watched it and like i mean the first scene where it opens up in his like little like spider facility i'm like oh man that is so cool and i actually keep a couple of those species that they show really right at the beginning like a pink toe tarantula things like that so i'm like oh that's pretty cool but i mean you're definitely right how it is kind of creepy when the tarantula is crawling up his back i've done a show in the past when i when i was first started handling the tarantulas i had a tarantula bolt from the tip of my finger onto the center of my back right up my arm in like a second really and by the grace my assistant handler caught it just in time but i mean they can move quick when they want to so you have long hair too i mean that's terrifying dude (laughs) i try to keep it tied up for that yeah for that exact reason especially when you're handling snakes i mean they'll try to burrow into my hair and stuff and it's a mess so keep it pulled back more professional that way yeah i'd rather a snake burrowing into my hair than a tarantula (laughs) right um i did have a jaw-dropping moment and it's sort of the one that ali uh talked about also this isn't the one where they go into the mine and see the people all in the webs, but the scene where Scarlett Johansson is getting webbed, uh, that was kind of a yeah, thrilling scene. That it's, was fine, too. Yeah, it was her and uh, somebody else goes into the room. Oh, it's Arquette getting Yeah, he, he tries to fight the spider with a chair, right, and then, he winds up getting Right, webbed. then the sheriff comes, gets the gun, and, yeah. and starts shooting the spider. That scene was pretty good, and I always think how gross it would be to have a, a web getting sprayed all oh, over your face. That was kind of disgusting, so I thought that was that was notable. Um, is this one we should bring out a, a, a surprise creature here? Is this a good yeah, time to I do guess, it? Yeah, I guess we can. Let's do it. 
again. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right, guys. Yeah. So you don't gotta open it from there. I think we just have it in that <clears throat> thing, right? I'll, I mean, I'll be I'll be able to hold them a little bit. Now okay. this is a Mexican redneck tarantula that I have here, and I'll preface this a little bit. There, he's a little stressed. Okay, these spiders so they, they have a lot of eyes, right? But really, how they intake sensory is through kind of feeling and stuff. So driving here and hitting all the potholes and stuff gives the spider a little bit of anxiety. So I see you guys all scooting back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is all right? Yeah. I'm as far back on the table as you so, can go. So. I don't want to overstress this animal, but I'll be able to handle it a little bit. This way you guys will be able to see, but this is this is super cool. So just give me a moment here while I work this you, out. You take all the time you need. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. KP okay. deserves a raise because KP is over there. Oh, my God. You guys pay me? <laughs> so basically what I'm Filming doing, for really us. to move oh these God. spiders, you start with the back of their legs. These guys have no brain. They have no memory. They just, just react. Just like <laughs> they just react on sensory as it comes. So, wow, with that being that said, guy. to kind of manipulate it to go into your hand, you tickle the back of its leg. That kind of gives it the information it needs to lurch forward. And that's really how you do it. Just slow movements. Oh my God. Funny enough, I used to have arachnophobia, but I did the reptile thing for so long that I couldn't go without the spiders. You know what I mean? Every, all these other animal entertainers here in Illinois, they have spiders. So I had to get over it, but. I mean, holding a tarantula, they're so much more substantial than your regular, like, house spider that it, it didn't even really feel like a spider. Right. They're almost a different kind of yes. creature. I agree with you there, but I still would never freaking hold one. They're, they're, oh, my God. That's okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> but super, super cool. That's all it is. Wow. <laughs> Creepy. But how cool is that? So like wow. I said, all tarantulas are venomous. Okay, you guys will see the fuzz on them. See, see what's those scary Those are those urticating hairs. How slow it moves. Until and then, it doesn't. And then it doesn't. It and moves really exactly fast. Right. And that scared the hell out of me, man. <laughs> nah, don't be scared. We're, we're very professional. So Unbelievable. But yeah, just slow movements. That's An all it is. Absolute first on Cinema Jaw, Matt <laughs> How cool is that? That is really neat. Look at that Mexican Rennie tarantula. So this is a female. The males live like five years, but the females here, I mean, they'll live 20 plus years. And that's because most of the time when these guys mate, the female eats the male at the end. So it happens most of the time. These guys live longer so they could have more babies and that kind of thing oh so that's a male or a female this is a female okay so she's a sub-adult so she's not fully grown yet but the colors are i mean amazing and and how much larger will she get she'll probably fill out and be maybe almost the size of the palm of my hand maybe three quarters so she'll she'll get some size to her but check that out. So they, they mentioned pedipulps in the movie, mm-hmm. and that's that's the legs of the tarantula, right? That's really how he feels everything out before he moves forward. So interesting. Oh, it is really cool. So check that out. Yeah. I see it. But they have giant <laughs> fangs. They're mildly venomous, and they have those urticating hairs. So, so what's stopping that spider from biting you? It's just... It's, it's really... I'm reading animal behavior, so... Interesting. I mean, I, you know, there's... It's no different than... She's looking right at me. I yeah, can tell. she definitely is. Oh, all of her yeah. eyes. So it's really just reading animal behavior, and you can negate their stress levels and that that kind of thing. Slow movements, and I'm not coaxing her too much, and, and that kind of thing. It, it's more prevalent with reptiles. You could really read their body language. And, uh, I mean, there, there's ways to do it after handling these animals for so long. 
So I don't let kids hold these tarantulas just because they're so small. Like I said, like, you know, you guys will see it's, it's like butt, you know, it's kind of like back abdomen looking thing. It's really like a water balloon. So if it were to fall, it would explode. So I, I wow. handle all the, the holding and that sort of thing. And if a kid panicked and swatted right, it. Right, exactly. It was, yeah. it it's super, would, super cool. Probably wouldn't take too much. Here's a question I should have asked before. You brought it out of the cage and yeah. pointed it at me. Do they jump? <laughs> they can. Oh, Jesus. They Put definitely the can. How cool, well done. how cool is that? Wow. So definitely in theme with the movie review today. Oh, 100%. Oh, and I got, I got a ton of these tarantulas. I have my own kind of, hopefully I, no, re, like, I don't know, radioactive waste doesn't spill over or something, or I'd really <laughs> <Yeah>. be in trouble. <laughs> Good stuff. Why didn't the crickets get big, you know? That is so true. <laughs> Maybe they were gonna. Giant crickets would be a, right. a, a there good you go. flick. Eight-legged freaks part two. Not as creepy. Yeah. Um, I did read that there was rumor that there was going to be eight flag, eight-legged freaks too, but it never came to fruition. I'm ready so. if they ever want to do it. I mean, what's Arquette doing these days? Probably not much, unless Ro- they're making another scream. <laughs> Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars, so you should see. Know this. There you go, Ebert. Thank you. Yep. There you go. All right. Uh, how many jaws do we? We're on a four-jaw scale. How many jaws for eight-legged freaks? This is a film that I find to be like a comfort movie. I revisit it often. I was really happy to, to bring it to Cinema Jaw. I will go ahead and agree with the great Roger Ebert and give it three jaws. I'm at two jaws on this one. Ali, uh, what, what kind of jaw rating would you give it out of, out of four? If it didn't have spiders, I'd probably give it a two, but I think I'm going to go with three. Wow. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it, really. I mean, like you said, there's not really any modern giant spider films. I think that... That art is really going away. You know what I mean? I don't know why. It shouldn't. Let's bring it back. Yeah. Let's do it. I was going to say, I was going to give it three, but it had David Arquette in it, so I went two. (laughs) Why are you so mean to David Arquette? I I actually like David, but it is funny watching him. I'm like, in the Scream movies, when he's playing Dewey, you think he's playing a character. But then when you're watching him again in something else, you're like, no, he's just that dumb character. That's him. I think you're probably right there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It brings us to our top five favorite movies and or scenes with actual creepy, crawly, or dangerous animals. That had animal handlers involved. Ali, you're our guest. You're going to get us started this week. What are you highlighting at number five? (laughs) Okay. So I guess since we're putting this in order, so I'd say Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. Well, it's based on the Stephen King book, but mm-hmm. the 1989 Pet Cemetery. I guess Church. He's like a zombie cat, so he is very dangerous in the movie. So I put it at number five because I think there's more movies with more exotic animals. But I mean, that was. I mean, that's one of our favorite movies, really. Did you see the the, the recent remake? No. Was it good? I didn't want to. I didn't want to upset myself. Uh, I didn't like it. No. I kind of liked it. it. It's. It, it, they changed the ending up. Okay. Uh, and the scene with of, Zelda would freak me out. The like the what is it? The mom's like sister that they like keep locked in a bedroom. She kept having flashbacks to. I don't think they even go there in the new no, movie. That was super freaky in the '89 version. Mm. Yeah, I, it's worth a spin. I would say it's worth a spin, especially if you're if you're like a big Pet Cemetery fan. You should watch <laughs> it. I love the tagline like sometimes dead is better. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a good, good one. All right, at number five. Let's just get this out of the way. I'm going snakes on a plane. You know, Sam Sam Jackson. Classic. Yeah. There's too many goddamn snakes on this goddamn plane. When I heard the premise of this one, I was like, sign me up. We're, take my money. You know? This is one I still haven't seen. 
Really? True story. Have not seen wow. Snakes on a Plane. Well, geez, man. You got to see that one. I I'm, I'm not going to call a Have You Seen okay. for Snakes on a Plane because we just did Eight-Legged Freaks. <laughs> but that might come back around soon. So my number five, this isn't one where the whole entire movie is about uh, dangerous animals. It's more about zombies. But there's one scene in particular with a live snake. Uh, and this is Dusk Till Dawn. And the snake is the first time that we see Selma Hayek which is at a strip club that they go to. I think that's Burmese python, too, if I, I could be wrong. But. And, I think you might be right. Yeah, and she has this python over her, and she does this dance with the snake on her. And I was reading today uh, on the, the show notes about that she actually is, is terrified of snakes <laughs> and that she had to be put in a trance. Oh, like hypnotized? Um, yeah, hypnotized wow. to be able to do the scene. And she didn't want to like lose the movie, but she was like, there was no way she could actually go through doing this dance scene with a snake around her entire body like that. And yeah, it was a humongous snake. I watched the scene again today and I'm like, yeah, no shit. I wouldn't have done that scene anyways, you know? Yeah. Another reason I would have quit a movie. But if you got a good handler like Ali, then you're in good hands. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? We're, we are fully insured at the reptile done. There we go. I'm sure that would have really comforted her. <laughs> Don't worry. We're fully insured. So that was my number five, the snake in Dust Till Dawn. Into our fours we go, Ali. What do you got sitting there? So number four, okay, I'm still pretty light, but I put King Kong. I kind of narrowed it to, there's, so there's a lot of iterations where King Kong's in it, but obviously the 33 version. I don't know if you guys have seen the version from 1976. It's almost like the same plot, but I think he's, Put on display for like a gas company or something instead it's a little more violent but it's really the same story as the 33 version is that the one with bridges yes yeah it has to be 76 is the one with jeff bridges can we throw it in the in the fish tank just to make sure that we're correct on that thing? really enjoyed that one and then i even put so the one i grew up with is the peter jackson one from 2005 with jack mm -hmm. black that one's super cool i mean it's really the same plot just played over and over and over yeah. we're not getting into godzilla fighting him or or anything like that but yeah, I mean, I, I I really enjoy those movies. So, no no arguments for me, man. King Kong is is classic. Any version you go with, even even the like the '30s one, it's just like classic cinema. There's actually a forgotten scene, well, a missing scene where he fights a tarantula. I think from the '33 version. Oh, on that, Skull that was Island. Lost. Yeah, that was lost. And I think there's like. A bonus feature in Peter Jackson's where he tried to recreate that scene with stop motion and stuff so that's pretty cool interesting huh gotta dig that one up all right uh, at number four I have a movie that for some reason only is 44% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb uh, 2.9 out of 5 on on Letterboxd so Letterboxd is a little nicer to it I loved it came out in 1977 and I must have watched it in the 80s, like when I was up way past bedtime. William Shatner is in a spider movie called Kingdom of the Spiders. And it's like an apocalypse movie. Like the world is being overrun by tarantulas. And they're not giant tarantulas either. They're just a swarm. And there was this short story I used to read when I was a kid. I think it was originally like an English class assignment Lennington versus the ants. I'm probably mispronouncing the, the name, but it's about a swarm of army ants and this farmer who takes a last stand. Very much like that. These people are holed up in a house and instead of zombies trying to get in, it's spiders. And one by one they die. And at the end they pan out and you see that the whole world is, or at least this town is covered in a web. 
it's creepy. I don't know. Maybe that's why I have arachnophobia. <laughs> Plus William Shatner. Oh. Does he double Shatner. fist punch any of the <laughs> any of the spiders? No, but the, he does shoot <laughs> at spiders with a, with a handgun, awesome. which is always stupid. I mean, I get it in Eight-Legged Freaks, but we're talking sure. about tarantulas. Yeah, small. Just step on him. Yeah, right? Hit him with a tennis racket. Or a car, maybe. Yeah. All right, swing it over to my number four. Again, mine are, are all real insects uh, scenes here, and this was very creepy, I guess, at the moment, but uh, again, nothing to do the movie overall with scary animals. It's the classic Nick Cage movie, Vampire's Kiss, uh, where he believes he is turning into a vampire. Sure. And in this uh, particular movie, it is very well known that he ate a live cockroach on film. And I watched it again today. It's disgusting. It's very <laughs> disgusting. It's on the uh, stove, and he's opening up the refrigerator, and he sees this cockroach, and then he tries to grab it. And if you ever tried to grab a cockroach, and I know Ollie has, uh, <laughs> they could be really quick, right? And then they move around, and he can't grab it, and he finally grabs it, and he looks at it, and you can just tell it's a real cockroach. And he puts it in his mouth, and he eats the thing. And he's done interviews since then talking about it. Oh, I'd never do it again. It was just a spur-of-the-moment kind of thing. But they captured it on the, on the film, and uh, it's very bizarre. Wow. Yeah. Nick Cage, Nicholas Cage is a reptile owner too. He said, "I actually read something that he used to own a two-headed snake." Yeah, he donated I heard about that. it. And then I just seen a video the other day. He has like uh, like black throat monitor lizards, which are like giant looking kind of komodo miniature komodo dragon looking animals. And he's very much into like weird stuff. I think he has like a T Rex skull or something like that. So really interesting kind of dude. He, he knows how to spend his money. You Absolutely, know? yeah. Good stuff. Into our threes we go. Okay, Monkey Shines from 1988. Good one. That, that one's great. I don't Ella, know this one. Ella. Jesus, Ryan. She's like, so pretty much it's a quadriplegic man, and there's like this like new science where they're training like capuchin monkeys to assist with people that are paralyzed. So this monkey could, I mean, they use real monkeys. It could dial the phone for him with little punch cards. He has a little laser pointer that he used like navigates with his mouth to pick out books and the monkey will retrieve it for him flip the pages for him and this monkey kind of builds like a huge kind of like trust relationship with 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 the quadriplegic man and um he starts i mean he starts getting i don't know if he starts getting like mad at the people around him and stuff um just just maybe frustrated because he had an accident that made him quadriplegic he was hit by a semi and uh, there's a lot of tension, and the monkey learns to escape its enclosure, goes out at night, and kills for him all the people he has grievances with. And it ends with a super cool showdown where this quadriplegic man's trying to, I mean, kill the monkey, and the monkey's like chewing the phone line and, and sabotaging him. And if I remember correctly, I think he like bites the freaking throat out of the <laughs> monkey to, to survive. And yes, yeah, so the monkey's name is Ella. And uh, that's a super cool movie. So that's a killer monkey. There's not a lot of killer monkey movies. I was trying to think, like, what, what is the name of this one? Monkey, monkey Shines. Shines from eighty. Oh man, it is. I'll, it is. I'll awesome. write this one down. In the it is awesome. There's another monkey movie with with the uh, with the monkey that that has. It's like a, the mechanical monkey with yeah. the symbols. That's and like it, the poster for the Monkey Shines movie. It, oh, is that it? Okay, I think it is. Yeah, I think that's the poster for it. Literally, I well, thought there's there's one where it might be. there's there's that that toy and it makes wishes come true, but it's always like with oh, a, you might be right. Really terrible consequences. <laughs> and we can't forget Jordan Peele's Nope, which came out two years ago now. Uh, that had the killer monkey wow, scene. Two years ago. Wow. Did Did you see Nope? No, I oh, didn't. Creepy scene. Nope. 
Do you remember what I'm talking about? I do. I had forgotten about it. I was thinking about putting Nope on this list because of the alien. But the the but monkey. the monkey, yeah. So now, which they're filming a TV show, and then the monkey gets wild. Yeah, oh, so no they're doing kidding. like an '80s sitcom, yeah. and like it, 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 there was a monkey, like a chimpanzee, as one of the characters. Oh, it was yeah. like he was part of the family, and that was the premise. Oh of my the goodness, sitcom. I'll have to see and, that. And, and the monkey goes like, dare I say, ape shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just it's one of the most terrifying scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, the, the capuchins are, are are cute enough, but man, chimpanzees, those are real killers, really. I mean, they're like the strength of like three people. Yeah, but but really cool. I guess I guess the relationship you'd you'd uh, call it that Ella had with her owner, it's a telepathic link, blurring the lines between loyalty and obsession. Mm. So he has this like um, in house. Um, caretaker that that helps him like bathe and makes food for him and uh, you mean the monkey can't cook come on right but <laughs> she she starts being in spite of the dude and is like spitting on him and letting the bird fly around everywhere and then one night the monkey just kills the bird and uh, it, it's just really cool to see how it all really derails and and uh, I, I should probably mention this the monkey that was provided to him is like to help him was also chemically injected with like stem cells or something. Of course. I think it was like brain matter or something that made it have that telepathic link. Yeah, so it's always got a very something. mutated monkey. <laughs> I had to check this, this movie out. It's mutants. awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right. That swings it over to me. And I, believe it or not, at number three, have a bunny on my list. Ah. A, a cute, fluffy little bunny, but don't get it twisted. This thing's a killer. It's the rabbit guarding the cave in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going. That's classic. <laughs> I freaking love that scene. I rewatched it today. I'm a nerd. I'm just going to go ahead and admit it. I used to quote Monty Python. I was that kid, you know, and, you know, run away whenever something bad happened. Run away. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. That's my number three, right? My number three pick, um, I actually went with, not, not, reptiles here either this is uh buffalo okay we're in the mammals right yeah buffalo okay. and also a wolf and i'm going with dances with wolves in which Devin, kevin costner oh my god really alongside two socks which was a a wolf and they used you know a certain ways to get very close to the wolf but the scene that that's minor scene the the awesome scene was when they have to go hunt the buffalo tatanka and, uh yes the tatanka tatanka and when they do it and you saw it on the big screen i mean it was quite the feat because they didn't use cgi they actually uh rounded up and i was I reading about it today cgi it was like 1989 yeah late 80s this is for sure maybe 90 at the most and they ended up filming fish tank dances <laughs> with wolves 89 or 90 and uh they ended up filming 350 buffalo on uh, a private stock land, I guess is the largest stock that like one particular person owns of buffalo in the United States. And they went to this guy's ranch. They set up cameras everywhere. And because you can only imagine, it takes a long time to get the herd to go and run right across the area that you want them to film. How difficult and you know. Uh, strategic you have to be with the cameras and yeah. whatnot and then you got to have kevin coster riding around on a horse acting like he's actually firing bows and arrows at the stuff so you can imagine it took you know tons and tons of time and then you don't even know if you got actual footage to use and then you throw in some stunt you know work and cool edits and next thing you know you got a sprawling scene that looks absolutely epic on on the big screen you got a herd of buffalo you do okay dance with wolves my number three nice nice into our twos we go 
So for number two, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's called Hiss. That's seven S's, and the tagline is "Don't say it, hiss it." So I think they really expected everybody to just go when you talk about the movie. But it's from 1973. Follows a herpetologist actually named Doctor Stoner. Funny enough, <laughs> and um, he's he's a herpetologist, does dealings with venomous snakes. I mean, they they use real snakes, king cobras, and uh, you know, with their venom glands and everything. And on the side, he's actually a crooked herpetologist. He gets like a, a, a grant from the college that he's he's working at. He gets a um, like an intern that that is assisting him, and um, he's been like messing around with um, like. Rate, I don't know if it's it's probably not radioactive, but he's messing around with like reptile chemical stuff, and he's giving injections to his intern, and he's saying, "Oh, it's anti venom injections." But he starts like shedding his skin. He like his Uh-oh. eyes start getting spaced apart, and there's actually a freaky scene where this Doctor Stoner drives with like, this giant like crate to like a freak show and he sells the freak show owner a half snake half man to use in the freak show and uh they really used a dude that i don't know if they call it like a, a quadruple amputee i mean it was a it was like a vietnam vet that had like no oh limbs they put, but they put him up in all this makeup and they made him a half snake half man and the movie's the movie's super freaky and it, it's, I mean, it just screams B-movie, but I mean, there's yeah. real snakes all over the movie. Exploitation. And, kind yeah, of, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just this mad scientist guy that's trying to make more snake hybrid people. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's, I mean, that's Hiss. a movie that's super ridiculous. But yeah, called Hiss. I like it. With five S's. Seven. Seven, seven, seven. S's. Don't say it, Hiss it. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen that. I think you stumped oh, me, it's man. It's awesome. That sounds really awesome. I'll have to check that one out. All right, at at three. Oh no, sorry. At, at my number two, I couldn't leave this off the list. It, it's it's probably pre- pretty pre- pedestrian given the movies that that Ali brought to the table. But I'm going Creep Show. Uh, the 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 short is they're creeping up on you. You we've talked about this one. We have. The guy is is living in a hermetically sealed home because he's a germaphobe like Rye the movie guy but he's taking it to the extreme <laughs> he never leaves he just like does his business on the phone and this was before the work at home era and he suddenly is a getting finding roaches everywhere goes into his panic room and that's when the swarm hits him but the scene at the end and I'm not spoiling anything this is an old ass movie he has a heart attack and dies and we see his corpse in the in the panic room and there's no roaches to be seen like so for a second you think was it all just in his head like oh like he was going mad like i get it there was nothing really there but then his skin starts to bubble and (laughs) thousands of roaches crawl out of like his chest cavity and his mouth and they're just like all over this room it's an impressive shot with real insects i have no idea how they how they got that many roaches Crazy. Some somebody must have had to have. I mean, at home I have hundreds of them. They live in colonies. I want to say Tom Savini did the effects for that. That might be something to throw in the fishbowl fish tank. Throw kind it in of, the fish tank. Kind help. of figure out. But that man is like a master of of special effects, of practical effects. But, yeah. But I mean, you you would never think of it, right? When you see like Chicago Med and they're doing like a hoarder's house and like cockroaches like run out of like a cereal box or something. Like I mean, somebody owns all those bugs. You know, they didn't find them. Right. So really, really cool kind of kind of thing so it is interesting it's very interesting um my number two pick comes from a sylvester stallone movie you can't do bug movies without stallone i'm joking but (laughs) 
he made I, the movie get it. First Blood. And if you'll remember this one yeah. scene, he goes into a cave because he's uh, trying to elude the uh, police that are coming after him. And he makes that uh, makeshift torch, which I thought as a kid, that was already kind of cool. And it's kind of half filled with water. And it ends up that the cave is just filled with rats. Do you yeah. remember this scene? Oh, and yeah. you see rats all along the edge as he's, he's crawling in. Uh, again, something I read, they, it was all live rats, and then they dropped him on Stallone. And so he had rats on his <laughs> neck, on his shoulders. And I watched the scene again today. He's picking these things up and throwing them in the water. And it's live rats everywhere for about, you know, maybe 15 seconds of film. And then he I wonder if he goes get, off to the side. got bit or anything. I mean, back then, you know, they were probably just... <laughs> It is what it is. Yeah, just go for it. Go That's for Rocky it, Rocky Balboa. Yeah, go for it, Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a Green Beret. We didn't even know who Rambo was then. That's First Blood. Yeah, so that was my number two pick, Rambo versus the Rats in First Blood. Uh, and that's a very short scene, but again, real rats. Here we are, our number one on Cinema Jaw. What do you got, Ali? Okay, so I really had to deep dive for this one, but for my number one pick... I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Alligator from 1980. It takes place in Chicago, which is super cool. It has the in whole the sewers, urban, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they bring it out of the sewers, too, at a certain point. But really what it is, there's this like scientist that's like behind on his research, and they want to like cut his whole funding and stuff like that. And he's doing like growth hormone research. And he's like freaking out, and they're like testing on dogs, and... Dogs keep dying prematurely, so he makes a. He's a cricket scientist, obviously, right? This is kind of a common theme, but he makes a deal with like a pet shelter, and they start supplying him with dogs, and he's injecting them and doing this this research. He's dumping the bodies of the dogs in the sewers of Chicago, and somewhere else in Chicago, this kid gets a pet alligator, baby alligator, as a pet. The parents are done with it. They, they hate the alligator. They flush it, and this baby alligator goes into the sewer. That's where it lives. It starts eating these dog carcasses <laughs> that are injected with growth hormone, and it becomes a mammoth-sized gator. I mean, That's the scope, a great one. And it takes place in Chicago, which is awesome. <laughs> and this, the scope of it is this gator eventually it just busts out of the sewer so running over the streets <laughs> maybe right there you go <laughs> but i mean it's like the scale of like a school bus or bigger and it just starts awesome. wreaking havoc everywhere but that's my number one pick to kind of bring it to chicago it, it's great i was just thinking talking about chicago that we're doing this when the uh, rat hole in chicago is, is <laughs> yes, right. everywhere all over social media what uh, is this? I haven't heard about it. It's, it's Are you everywhere. kidding me? It's no. Everywhere too, I, I missed it. Uh, please the, fill me a, in. A, a couple just got married, I hear, at the yes, rat hole. Yes, I heard that too. <laughs> so Really? Oh, are you talking about the rat like thing in the in the concrete? Yes. 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 Okay. The sidewalk I heard or whatever? Yeah. I heard about that. For those that don't know what we're talking about, it looks like a, a rat like fell from a tree into like wet concrete, and it's just like the outline of like a dead rat. Yes, yeah, splat. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a conspiracy in, theory. People, there's, there's people saying that it might be a squirrel. <laughs> This so. is true. This is true. <laughs> Could and be. Now a shrine is started around yes. the rat hole, and people go there and take pictures, and there's a society of the rat hole and all kinds of wacky stuff going on. There's also shit fountain. I mean, Chicago's full of weird <laughs> stuff. You just got to look That's around. True. Speaking of, Matt, you're number one. All right. My number one, again, I, I, I should have gone before Ali, but I'm going with uh, a classic. I'm going with, with Hitchcock. I'm going with the birds. It's... Amazing what they did. They did wrangle actual birds. Most of them are very clearly fake. You want to talk about bad effects or effects not holding up. Watch <laughs> the birds again. Doesn't matter, but though. But the movie still holds the up. The movie still holds Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Tippi Hedren, amazing. 
the the performances are great. I, I honestly think it's one of the scariest apocalypse movies of all time because it's just so goddamn weird. You know, like spiders. Sure, I get it. Zombies. Okay, I understand. Even the goddamn crocodile. <laughs> it's a little weird, but why not? Sure. Birds. I mean, it's not. wow, it's just so bizarre. But I love the birds. I could watch it every day. I could honestly watch it every day. I watched it a couple of years ago for the first time in a long time, and I, I, that's why I said it, it holds up stuff. Oh, it's still Hitch, very creepy Hitchcock to me. Hitchcock is a master. Maybe not the effects, but like everything else. I want to say his style of directing, too. This might be something to throw in the fish tank, but I think he like tormented the, the lead actress Tippy, with yeah. the birds, right? Like in real life, like drove her almost crazy <laughs> doing the movie, but that's really cool. Okay, so my number one, uh, I th- believe we reviewed it on Cinema Jaw, and it's not something that I remember even that well. So the movie, checking my notes, I gave it three out of five on Letterboxd. But when I thought about doing this with live animals and was thinking of live insects and stuff, this scene jumped out at my head and I had to put it at number one. The movie is called The Devil All the Time with Robert Pattinson. It was a Netflix movie where he was a a, a preacher. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, nothing to do with bugs, but there is one particular scene uh, with your uh, actor, Harry uh, Harry Melling from the Harry Potter movies, yeah. who played Longbottom. What was that guy's name? Neville. Neville Longbottom. So he's playing a preacher in this movie. And at one scene, uh, they wanted to shock everybody, so they didn't tell everybody else who was in the room what he was going to do. But he's trying to prove his uh, that God can protect him. Yeah. And he picks up a pail, and he opens up the pail. And the thing was filled with hundreds of, of orb-weaving spiders. Um, which I guess are safe spiders. I don't know, orb-weaving spiders. I don't even know what that means. But he takes this, and they had one shot to do it, and he took the whole bucket of live spiders and dumped it all over his head and face while he was still preaching and doing his scene. It's it's a very bizarre scene. Robert Pattinson does this, or no, Harry Melling? Harry Melling does it. I got to see this. And he just pours this entire bucket of spiders all live over spiders. himself. Live spiders. And they're on his face, and he's still preaching. Would you do that? Oh, hell no. <laughs> and they cut They cut to other people in the room, like Pattinson. You can tell everybody's like, what the hell is going on? And they wanted that like surprise, because it's supposed to be you know, the normal people in the church that, that wouldn't have known that he was going to do that anyway. So they wanted that authentic reaction from everybody, and they got it. And it's a very bizarre scene. Wow. And again, only... A minute long, but he pours live spiders all over his face and head. So I'm watching both of those <laughs> movies, Gator and Hell, uh, Devil All the Time? <laughs> yes. Okay. The Devil All the Time. Honorable mentions, I have to saw, say The Beastmaster, which- Good one. That's yeah. a good one. Early 1980s, reading about it today, uh, he has a black panther that he can communicate yeah. with. Turns out it's a tiger in the movie that they painted black because oh, wow. the trainer, uh, much easier, I guess, to be able to work with a, a, a trained tiger than an, an actual panther. So that was pretty interesting. But yes, those were all live animals in the Beastmaster as well. I don't think he could actually communicate with them like we saw in the movie. So talented trainers <laughs> off screen. I heard that they had a lot of trouble with that falcon on that set. I got, a, I got a few honorables. I'll rapid fire them. Cujo. Bears mentioning. Okay, that's good. Arachnophobia. We, we should say it. Them, which we kind of talked about. It's in Eight-Legged Freaks for a scene. The Revenant. That bear attack. Now, I'm pretty sure it was right. CG. Yeah, it was all CG. Yeah, there's no bear <laughs> even there. But, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then Jumanji. Also, only CG animals. That's why it didn't make the list. But, man, they're pretty frightening. That's it. Those are my honorables. Jawheads, if we missed your favorite 
movie that has a creepy crawler or dangerous animal involved, shoot us a tweet. We're at CinemaJaw, or our email is feedback at CinemaJaw.com. We're taking a quick break, and when we come back, we have movie trivia, Ollie vs. Matt K, plus a look at the new movie on Netflix called The Kitchen. Stick with us. Jawheads, I said it last week, and I'm saying it again. I love Zaphod Beeblebrox from The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, played, of course, by Sam Rockwell. For those who haven't seen it, the character is a politician who is constantly switching between talking from one of his two heads. In this scene, Yasin Bey, then known as Most Dev, asks Zaphod what the frickin' frick is up with that. Hey, eight man, uh, Earth uh, dude. I'm sorry, what was your name again? <clears throat> Arthur. Right, gorgeous. No hard feelings, okay? Sorry to hear about your planet. Nicole? Earth. Yeah, yeah, I liked Earth. Got these boots on Earth. Listen, don't mention it to the girl, okay? Because if you do, I'll pull your spleen out through your throat. All right. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Good stuff. Like those jammies. Hey. <laughs> hey, Zayfa. What's with the two head thing? Oh, yeah. Apparently, you can't be president with a whole brain. That's oh. crazy. Oh, so you carved it up? Yes. The parts of my personality weren't exactly what you call uh, presidential, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> no. you know what I'm talking about. Sparkling drinks, sparkling drinks, sparkling dandy, dandy. And we're back on Cinema Jaw. We're hanging out with Ali from The Reptile Den. We're talking Eight-Legged Freaks. We're about to talk about The Kitchen. But before we get there, Ryan, we did throw a couple of items, a couple to a tree, into the fish tank. And I know KP wants to swim on up because we threw some piranhas in there as well. <laughs> Let's open up the fish tank. Wait a moment. It's fish, isn't it? DC, Who's coming with me besides Flipper? Here. That's a second message. That means Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's great to be getting out of the fish tank this week. I am like I am an animal's best friend. I'm vegan. They smell it in me like to Ali's point of the hesitation. They know I'm their friend, so <laughs> they don't bother me. Uh <laughs> We actually, we had some great questions in here this week. Uh, the first one is the 76 King Kong, the Jeff Bridges one, and that is, he played alongside Jessica Lange. Uh, I did also look into it, and as Ryan pointed out, King Kong is real, uh, and I guess <laughs> he was just like busy with Charlton Heston at the time or something, and they could not get actual King Kong, so they had to use mechanical mm. monkey arms and a dude in a suit. Uh, Interesting. Which honestly is scarier than a real life giant <laughs> monkey, I think. Uh, we didn't bet on this, and I'm disappointed in us for that. Uh, Dances with Wolves, 89 or 90. Who had what? I'm going to say 90. I'm saying 90. It came out in 1990. Yes. Ryan Ooh, is correct. That's a rare win for Ryan. Oh, I'm usually, I'm usually it, was on, shit. it was on Ryan's list. Why did you think you would be right? <laughs> I always he guess the year of films. Uh, he's always way off. Nah. Yeah, but he would have looked it up to have put it on his list. That's true. Nah, he probably wouldn't. Uh, 
Did Tom Savini do the effects for Creepshow? And it was. It was Tom wow. Savini. Cool. From I Tom Savini. I have suspicions about Ali after reading this, though. This is from Tom Savini himself. Uh, many of the cockroaches in that last scene were nuts and raisins. Uh, what? As the cinematographer, not I cannot verify <laughs> that that was not a legume. <laughs> Uh, nice. <laughs> it was a tarantula that he brought up. <laughs> right. We're taking his word. Uh, <laughs> All I have is real animals. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then our last one, did Hitchcock and antagonize the cast during the filming of the birds? And yes, absolutely. Uh, was a terrible menace for many, many reasons wow. uh, to Tippi Hedren. Uh we're not going to get into all of them, but he did He did tell her that he was going to use animatronic birds uh, in the final attack scene, which he replaced with real birds, which I, I how awful that must have been wow. for this poor human. Um, but yeah, pretty we're, cool. We're able to get real birds, but not real King Kong. And that's injustice. Wow. A lot for KP to look up there. Well done. <laughs> well done. We As also... a wild animal myself, you know, I didn't mind it. We also got some feedback. Did we not, Matt K? We did. We did. We got one from PJOC on uh, PJOC on Patreon wrote us to say, thanks, guys. Been listening since 2015 from the UK. Especially love your year-end reviews with Brian Tallarico and the banter between Matt, Rye, and KP. Keep up the good work. Oh, nice to hear from I, the Patreons. Right? Yes. And then I, I got to read this one. Uh, this one came in on Instant Messenger from uh, Mark from Villa Park. And he said, just listen to the segment uh, where we were talking about the Iron Claw and about Jeremy Allen White or mm -hmm. Jeremy. Yeah. His Gene Wilder face is uncanny. I can definitely pick up on what you're putting down about that movie. A lot of times, those types of indie movies miss the mark. He's talking about how my take on the film. A lot of times, those indie, those types of indie movies miss the mark on the development piece, which in turn make for a bit of a morose or hollow movie overall. They're incredibly well acted and they're well written with good dialogue and beautifully shot, but there's just a certain thinness to them sometimes. Mm. Thank you, Mark. That's mm. Those are the words I was searching for when I did my review. Like, it's a good movie, but there is a thinness to it. He put it so well in that comment, I had to read it. So, well, I was a fan. I'm a fan. I'm overall fan. But but there was something that I found a little lacking. I, I like the movie, but I'm glad Mark wrote in to help me clarify. Sure. Absolutely. While we're still in the fish tank, next week on the show, uh, after having snakes and bugs here matt has booked uh an elephant trainer and we're supposed to have <laughs> elephants here on on the podcast no wouldn't that be awesome i think we're gonna go solo next week yeah and do maybe a review of rama i know really oh jeez. i know we're gonna see argyle which i would say is our first 2024 movie we're actually looking forward to to some degree true right? this is true yeah there is a netflix documentary called the Greatest Night in Pop about the making of We Are the World, the song. Okay. All right. Uh -huh. And then uh, the 50-year anniversary, we want to do anniversary screenings. Okay. Uh -huh. I mentioned this to Matt. Why not do like a, a 50, a 40, a 30, a 25? And we're like, yeah, that's great. And then I read that Netflix decided to do uh, anniversary editions uh, and they're starting with 50. And I did not plan this at all. So they put together some movies that are 50 years old and put them on their service. One of them was what we wanted to cover, which was The Conversation. 
I have with never Gene watched. Hackman. I have never sat down and watched the conversation. Francis so Ford Coppola. We're going to have a conversation about the conversation. Yes. Okay. Fine. That's what we're looking forward to next week. That's doable. Sound good? Yeah, it sounds okay. All right. Everything I think we got done, right, KP? As far as I know. Jump back in that fish tank. You bet. When I tell you that I just watched a movie called The Kitchen on Netflix, you might think it's about Gordon Ramsay, or perhaps a horror starring Rafe Fiennes, or maybe it's about Hell's Kitchen in New York or something. Nope. The Kitchen is the debut from co-directors Daniel Kaluuya, perhaps best known for Get Out, and Kibwe Tavares, and it's a sci-fi dystopian movie about a housing crisis. I tell you, you get nothing from that title. The Kitchen is currently streaming on Netflix, but can this movie light the stove or is Soylent Green People or something? Ryan and I cracked some eggs to cook this omelet. I'm getting out of this place. It's all home. She gets real. Saving myself. So where do you live? Kitchen. Here's what's happening in the kitchen. In a near future London, the gap between the haves and have-nots is in sharp focus. Isaac, or Izzy, as he's commonly referred to, is played by Kano, a British rapper. He lives in a giant squat known as the kitchen, where shower lines stretch for hours, the power is spotty. Constant surveillance gives way to brutal police raids as it's clear that people of the people of the kitchen are no longer welcome there by the powers that be. Through it all, the people create art, music, and even a radio station, and the place flourishes with a sense of beauty and community. None of this gets through to the isolated and stoic Izzy. He goes to work at his funeral home job every day, dodges the cops in the raids, and barely has any human contact. He dreams of escaping the kitchen, and he may already have his ticket out. That's when he meets Benji, a young boy who has just lost his mom. Turns out Izzy knew Benji's mom. In the biblical sense, Ryan. And the are you my daddy vibes are clear from the outset of their relationship. For some reason, these two see something in each other. Benji cracks through the tough outer shell of Izzy, and Izzy teaches Benji how to survive in a cruel and harsh world. First, I got to give props to the lead actors here, both of them. Kano, the British rapper, I had never heard of him, but he is he's excellent as Izzy. You can really see the demons behind his eyes that he's battling. Benji, played by a young Jedediah Bannerman, he's a newcomer, but one that I'm going to keep an eye out for because I loved him as well. They also had a great chemistry together. Obviously, this movie leaves you with a lot to think about in terms of where society could be headed, race, poverty, community, housing, and cycles. I mean that in every sense of the word. These are the themes that recur through the movie. While this could be called a sci-fi movie, the future tech on display is more or less in the background. This could easily and sadly have been believably set in any era. It also leaves the exact ending up to the viewer, which I appreciated. I say spend some time in the kitchen and cook this one up. Well, I'm glad you liked it because I'm sort of mixed on this one. Um, For starters, I do want to recommend watching this with the subtitles on. Did you? 
I gotta say there there, there are some thick accents and very I tu- thick accents. I turned the subtitles on at one point and then I went ahead and turned them back off. So I had to turn them on. I'm glad I did. And not only that, it, it goes from a, a, a like a loud, uh, not necessarily action, but when they're on the the dirt bikes, the motorcycles and whatnot, kind of loud thunderous sound, and then a couple of like really quiet talkers, and they they got these thick English accents. I'm like, my God. Maybe the sound mix isn't the best. Sure wasn't. Um, I, I always say I hate reviewing films that I either uh, don't really like or I dislike. I hate those middle of the road ones. This is and the middle of the road. boy, is this the middle of the road, the kitchen. I didn't really get much from it. I like the relationship between uh, the young kid and, and clearly what is going to be his father. As you mentioned, you get the vibes right away. Um, but it, not much else. I mean, the idea that what you're talking about being the, uh, you know, looking at it as a parallel of where maybe society is heading or could be set at any time. I can see it to some degree, but I didn't really understand why the cops were going in to raid the, the kitchen area. To squat. But for what? I mean, it's to get people out of there? Yeah, you, you know what a squat is. Yeah, where yeah. they're- They're, they're not they're, paying rent. They're living there free. In that entire complex? Yes. Holy cow. You're right. Otherwise, I would imagine at least that they would have renters. But there rights. were so many people there. The, the cops that they would bring in couldn't get all of those people out. That's why they did it little by little. They terrorized this community to to, to try to evict them through. Totally through missed terror. that. I totally missed that. Really? Yeah, I was like, That's man, the whole I, theme of the movie. I, I dude. know. I, I kept watching. I'm like, well, I don't know how are they going to ever get all these people out? This is ridiculous. So you're just doing it little by little was the, the yeah, idea of the the police that would take. 50 years right so so they have these people under constant surveillance with these drones that that are are a, a total nuisance and makes you feel icky because you're being watched and then they send in riot police to just beat up whoever's out there yet these people persevere create culture and beauty they have the radio station where they talk to one another i like that the sense of community in the kitchen was strong even though they they knew that it was crumbling around them you know they 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 kept their sense of hope. They kept their sense of identity and culture. It's really about a, a group of people holding on. You know, I think there's echoes here in Chicago of like Cabrini Green and stuff like that. It it was interesting. I, I found that cool. And it's also about the cycle, not just like the human, because he works at a funeral home and they take the bodies and they compost them and they give the grieve uh, the bereaved uh, tree like a seedling, and it's also about how the building's crumbling down and you know the the mom dies and the dad has to take over i don't know so there's a lot there 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 is uh and i like that you're pointing this out because i'm like all right i I agree with you to a a certain extent here the look of the film obviously they don't have the largest budget i thought they did a pretty good job for for what they were probably working with like you said the building crumbling down uh that look pretty cool because it was like a high rise where people are still living in it but part of the building's missing that was pretty neat definitely Um, pretty neat and then when he gets the nicer apartment this guy gets a nicer apartment he walks in i was like wow he's got a really good view but that's where the technology comes in it turns out that the window is really just a a screen screen. and you could just change the screen to what you want to look out at but it looks so realistic that you would think it's a window if you walked into somebody's place kind of cool technology like that i mean yeah Paul Verhoeven did it in Total Recall, right. but but it was it was cool. Yeah, yeah. As for my jaw dropping moment, uh, it was also had to do with technology, and this is a really dumb moment, but boy, did I love it because uh, you know I now I know, and everybody here in the room knows, like I look really good with a shaved head. But back in the day, back in the That's day, so Matt, modest when it, when it was thinning, I didn't want to shave it for the longest time, and I remember thinking if I there know. was just technology that I could see myself 
perfect, you know, with with the shaved head. And in this movie, they go to pick out a haircut, and they show that one scene, and it's like it's done in a way where you can see every single style in like a such a nice way. I thought, boy, that would be great to just walk in. Are you kidding? Have you not heard of Snapchat filters, no dude? No shit. But of course, I'm talking about like realistic versions. I mean, they're pretty good nowadays. Yes, but and, and yes, this still has only been around for a little while. You well, know, it's I, a, probably about eight years. I've dude. had a shaved head longer than that. Uh, this is true. All so, right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Good point, Ryan. Did you have a jaw-dropping moment? My jaw-dropping moment was the uh, the roller skating scene. Like, they, they go into the heart of this, uh, I don't know what you call it, the squat, the kitchen, and there's a roller rink in there. And this is where I think, like, the beating, pulsating heart of this community is this bar or roller rink that they have downstairs in this basement of this building. It's pretty cool. And, like... The little shops and the haircut place, like just the the, the sense of uh, culture that they built around it. It's not really exactly a moment, but there you go. Two jaws from Ride the Movie Guy. Two jaws. You're harsh, man. You're putting this on the same level as Eight-Legged Freaks? Yeah, I guess I am. All right, this is a three-jaw movie. The the, the sci-fi element bumps it up a notch for me. Maybe I'm a sucker for that. I thought it was, was good. This is Kaluuya's first writing and directorial credit. I think it's interesting. Worth a spin. Check it out, Jawheads. It is streaming now on Netflix. Let us know what you think. Shoot us a tweet. We're at CinemaJaw. Time to play some trivia, Matt Kay. All right. Ali's nervous over here. I'm nervous. If, 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 <laughs> if I win, he's going to feed me to a snake. That's right. No help from the snakes, okay? Okay. I have a telepathic relationship like in Monkey Shines. <laughs> so feeding me the answers. <laughs> so I, I titled this trivia uh, Creepy Crawlers Movie Trivia. You're our guest. You get to choose if you want to go first or let Matt go first. There are steals. So if somebody doesn't know their question, okay. you get a chance at it. Um, they start off easy. Okay. Well, do you want to go first? Shoot. Let me, I might as well go first. We'll see how I do. All right. The Cobra Kai are a group... From what 1984 movie? The Karate Kid. That is correct. We are on the board. Wow. <laughs> One to nothing. Question two over to Matt K. Matt, in 1998, A Bug's Life was released by Pixar, while DreamWorks released this animated film the same time. Ants? That is correct. Wow. Okay. We are tied up at one. It's a ball game. Question three, back over to Ali. Ali, who played the lead, Alex Cross, in the 2001 film, Along Came a Spider? I got nothing. That is incorrect. (laughs) Is that... Along Came a Spider. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. That was Morgan Freeman. Okay. He He did two movies. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I have never seen either of them. Is that Grisham? Who writes those novels? Mm. I forget. Late late Fish Tank. All right. I don't know. I think I read one of them. Question four over to Matt K. Matt, the girl in the spider's web was the fourth film in this series that started with with which film? Well, I don't think it's the girl with the dragon tattoo because she had a dragon tattoo. Then she kicked a hornet's nest. And then... Every which way but loose, right? I mean, fuck. What was the third movie called? Kicked the hornet's nest. Uh, I'm gonna say the girl with the dragon tattoo. That is correct. I really Three. didn't think that was right. Three to one, Matt K. We oh need we, we need some help here, Ali. Question five over to Ali. Ali, name the Martin Scorsese film. It's a gangster film that featured a character named Spider. 
This is tough. Go with your gut. Let's see, let's see. Classic Martin Scorsese gangster film. All right, I'm just going to guess. Casino. No. Damn it. Oh, shit. I'm bad with names. No, I, now I know. That's the one that, that Joe Pesci shoots, tells him to dance, and then he shoots him in the foot, and then later he, he kills him in cold blood at the poker game in the basement. Are you talking about Casino? No, Goodfellas. It is Goodfellas. It is Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I was so. I was on track. You were? You were on track. Back over to Matt for question number six. It was Pesci. You were you were definitely on track. <laughs> 2006 film called Bug starred Ashley Judd and this Shape of Water actor. 2006? Yeah. 2006 name, uh, the film was Bug. It starred Ashley Judd and this Shape of Water actor. Uh, wow. That, so, oh my God. Okay, so it's 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 can't be Michael Shannon in two thousand six. Um and what is her name? Oh my god. I'm I'm blanking on her name. Octavia Spencer? That's my guess. Any guess here? I got nothing. He did mention Michael Shannon. Is it Michael Shannon? That is correct. Wow, that you should have went steal. with Michael Shannon. You I didn't fall. think in 2006, what the hell <laughs> no, is Michael Shannon doing? He was doing? already acting at that point. Yeah. With who? With Ashley Judd. Wow. Okay, that was that was, that was was a pretty easy point, but I guess I'll take it. <laughs> it is four to two. Question seven over to Ali. Ali, the actor Daniel Stern had a tarantula on his face in this Christmas classic that starred Macaulay Culkin. Home Alone. Four to three. We got a ball game. Last question over to Matt K. Matt, okay. who voiced Sebastian J. Cricket in Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio two years ago? Uh, Maybe even wow, last year. Two years. Okay, thank God it was last year. Del Toro's Pinocchio. Who voiced Sebastian J. Cricket? So one of them was Obi-Wan Kenobi, and the other one was... Uh, oh, who did it? Who did the other... It doesn't matter. I'm guessing Obi-Wan Kenobi. That was correct. Matt does win this one, unfortunately. Can I get a handshake yeah. here? That was, I mean, that was pretty fair. That, that was, was pretty though. close. At least we, we had a lot of good, correct I'll, answers. I'll I can't believe the... you, you took Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> as the answer. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I want to tech technical on that, but I'll leave the, the, the movies to you. I'll do the animal handling. That's probably a good idea, because <laughs> if we handled the animals, all hell would break loose. If it came down to a tie, we call it a jawbreaker here. It would have been the age of Macaulay Culkin closest to. How old is Macaulay these days, Matt? Uh, I think Macaulay is, dude, might be just a little younger than, I'd say, okay, let's, let's say he is 45 years old. Lock him in at 45, Ali, do you got to guess? 39. Give that one to Matt K, 43, right in between. Oh, you guys really stuff. close. Yeah. Really close. You guys close. were on top of that. That's a curly hair tarantula, by the way, that's utilized in Home Alone. I have one of those. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a big tarantula, yeah, too, because it, it crawls is. right on his face. Right. Daniel it's, Stern's got a big face. Yeah, it's got to be about half the size of it's, his face. It's tricky to pull off having a tarantula on your face, for Now, sure. is that a dangerous tarantula, or he was okay? No, he was probably overall fine. Again, you know, these are, um, they have those urticating hairs, especially with the curly hair. But, I mean, if you're talking about a movie from the 80s, keep in mind, you know, the, the snakes we have today are very much different than the ones we had in the 80s, especially as we keep breeding them out of the wild. So, some of the, I mean, some of the spiders we have today are 
you know, 25 generations in, born in captivity. So those first spiders in the 80s, though, used in film and that kind of thing, I would think maybe they're all wild caught. So they're definitely meaner, that's for sure. So maybe he was in a little bit of danger, maybe getting an urticated hair in his eye. <laughs> that that would suck. Because he screams, too. Right. He does. Yeah. That's a great scene. <laughs> yes. That was another one I looked up today, and it was obviously a, a live spider. I guess they coaxed him and said it was going to be a fake spider all nice. the way up until the day of. And then they're like, we're going to use a live spider. And he went with it. So. Good for him. Good for Daniel And it's Stern. a classic. Yeah. It's a classic. Um, we threw a late addition into the fish tank. KP, what, what do we got there? Yes. So along came a spider was not Grisham, James Patterson. Patterson. So. I, read, okay. I read two of the books. Did maybe. you? Yeah. Well, at least one. Nice. Yeah. They're well, good. Brings us to the end of a great jaw. Jawheads, if you're out there and you need a spider in one of your movies, right? Or you got something going on that you need a giant snake for, go to the Reptile Den. We got links in the show note or go to the reptileden.net. As you heard, Ali, he's an expert. Thank you, guys. Honestly, it was a lot of fun coming on. So love to be back. We'll, we'll have you back. Hell yeah, man. This cool. was fun. No doubt. Awesome. Especially when you get the alligator. Yeah. We'll that's some, right. Some new friends. Oh, we're always adding animals to the den. That's for sure. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to have giraffes in here. It's going to be It's gonna yeah. be a wild show. The wild kingdom yep. of Cinema Jaw. We also got to thank our editor, our producer, KP. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Uh, I did also just buy new prints for this, so I'm going to plug it again. Pancakes and Booze, February 24th at Reggie's. Uh, come on out and see us uh, at P underscore Chan underscore Art for my Instagram as well. It's going to be a fun gallery. Do it. Absolutely. We also want to thank the Patreons. Yeah. A lot of extra stuff that we just dumped onto Patreon last week, and I know people are enjoying it. There was the feat of strength between Matt K and KP trying to rip a phone booth, phone, phone booth, a phone <laughs> book, but we didn't have a book, so we tried to rip a catalog. And It was phone book sized. You both did well. Thank you, Ryan. Let's see you do it. We also added another movie roundup. Uh, with plenty of reviews out there. So always doing something on Patreon. If you want to join us over there, go to patreon.com slash cinemajaw. It would mean the world to us. If you can't support us that way, always just leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, click a button or two around whatever player you're playing this on. It does help. It really does. And it's free. Until next week, I'm Ryan the Movie Guy. I'm Matt K. And, and keep, keep on John about the movies. movies.